time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, hello, sweet listener. How have you been? I've been thinking about you and from what I am hearing and seeing with my clients, um, with my community, uh, when I come up as a, you know, little whale <laughs> coming up for that little burst of air, um, I see how much you are working to be kind to yourselves in this time, in, you know, the, the context of the pandemic, in all the, all the ways in which we're connected and the ways in which we're witnessing each other, the ways in which we are grappling with harm in the world that we're witnessing, harm in the world that we are causing, harm in the world that we have to protect ourselves from. Amidst all of the movement and, you know, vaccines and hope and, and this continuous swimming of getting through, you know, still I find the how are you question is all with brackets around it. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, all the stuff going on. And how are you? Like, let's just assume that there is this other context because there is. And, um, you know, one of the things that just impresses me so much is how, you know, even when you're hard on yourself for not being productive even when you are questioning your loyalty to yourself, even when you are just beating yourself up for, you know, not being able to be more peaceful or to be more hopeful or to be more loyal or to have better goals or to, you know, whatever the thing is, you know, you just keep coming back, don't you? And you keep questioning and you look at compassion and you'll listen to a podcast and you'll read a book that you think might help you. You'll read a book that might enlighten you, might illuminate things, might, you know, lift the veil on some of the parts of yourselves that you have had a hard time facing or you have had a hard time loving. You know, I just want to say that I see this going on a lot and I often see the, the, that we forget <laughs> how incredible it is that we're doing this work in the first place, how incredible it is that you are living with all the things you're living with and still showing up to cultivate growth, to be a better person, to tap into compassion, to better understand your nervous system, your responses, your choices, the way you love, your style of loving and creating and being, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And so if you have forgotten, I forget often. <laughs> okay. So if you are also forgetting the context with which you are loving yourself right now, 
I just want to remind you that there is a lot you are holding and experiencing. And you have been going through lots of stuff, let's say in the past year. And, you know, maybe your support systems haven't been as supportive because resources are drained all over. We're doing the best we can to support ourselves and one another. It's a very challenging time um, on so many levels, right? And it's, you know, I often, I understand the truth and I do believe on a simple, on the simplest, you know, terms about that we have to love ourselves so that we can love others. Um, and I know that that is an oversimplified statement and it's not, it's not an either or. I think that's the important part is that it's, it's a cute and catchy statement and it really rings home some truth for a lot of us. And it can be very provocative because we want to argue with it also. So, you know, just keep in mind, this is the bumper sticker of the idea. This is not, this is not the full flushed out thesis, right? Um, it's not an either or, but you know, it's like, um, you know, when we take care of ourselves, we're able to fully understand, not fully, we're able to better understand others. Um, you know, the parts of ourselves that we reject, it's hard to accept that in others, right? So, you know, if you think about the ways that you beat yourself up and the ways in which you're not giving yourself credit right now, um, that doesn't give you more patience <laughs> with other people, right? So, um, the context is intense and we need, we don't just love ourselves in a vacuum. We, part of loving ourselves is getting support, right? Is getting and receiving support from our loved ones, from our friends, from the atmosphere. So when all of those things are also under strain, it just makes everything ooh, a little tougher, right? It's uh, really conditioning a lot of muscles we didn't know we had, we didn't really want to use, right? Um, in all of the ways that that intersects for you as well with whatever you were dealing with coming into these times of the past year. Um, it's a little different for all of you, I know. So containers. Um, <laughs> look at this segue, you guys. <laughs> We need a place to hold this, right? Context can be a container to look at something like, okay, here's all this stuff, but like, where, what are we, what bowl are we looking at it? We're looking at it in the bowl of, you know, the pandemic. It's a specific container, right? And it just helps us see things. What I love about contain, I love containers, period. In fact, I just decluttered a bin in my studio <laughs> and it's just like full of little tiny containers and boxes that I might want to do something with one day any of you crafty folks out there I know you're um it, really you too Danette <laughs> you kept a small kind of adorable smarties box from Halloween thinking that it would be the perfect size to make a miniature present if you ever really did make a dollhouse and it was Christmas like <laughs> These are the things I'm like saving for, right? So many great ideas. Um, anyways, so um, I love containers physically. I just actually literally adore them and think they're so interesting. Also as a metaphor and as a way, as a tool, as a way of seeing, as a way of separating, as a way of protecting, you know, a container garden is somewhere where it's like we establish here are the boundaries, right? containers are boundaries also for what it is we want to grow what's inside this container 
what's outside the container. And I want to talk about self-marriage today as a container because, you know, it's not, you know, people who marry themselves don't love themselves more than unmarried people. (laughs) Um, You know, there are couples and you might be in one of these relationships, people who partner uh, romantically or even not, but who love people their whole lives uh, and they don't get married, right? So um, that applies to self-marriage as well. It's not something you have to do. It's certainly not something that you have to do to prove that you love yourself. This is really just between you and you. What it's, But it does serve something, right? So, you know, it is something different. It's a choice to use a specific container to hold this relationship. And that's what, in some ways, we could look at traditional marriage or partnered marriages like this, right? So you can decide, you can choose someone, you can say, be my person, let's be together, let's have this kind of relationship. And you have that your whole lives, you, you know, you become the old couple in the Titanic, and it's like all the things, (laughs) if that's the goal, right? Um, You don't ever actually have to be married to do that. But what the marriage does is it starts this conversation. Will you marry me? (laughs) what, hopefully also, what does that mean to you? (laughs) You know, um, what are we actually agreeing to? What kind of container are we going to put this relationship in? The container is not the love. The container isn't even the relationship. Marriage is not the relationship. This is the intention. This is the conversation. These are the, uh, the ways in which we want to have this and hold this relationship. So, you know, I just want to say that in case you're listening and you, and you resonate with a lot of like what, you know, we talk about here at the soft shoulder, but you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. And it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. Like just because you're not posting naked pictures of yourself, you know, it doesn't mean you're not, you know, practicing like body acceptance and like respecting your body. You don't have to perform anything. This is really about you. And, you know, so I'm going to talk about specifically, though, about self-marriage as a container. Any moment now, I'm going to start. (laughs) Hang in there. Um, Because my approach to self-marriage is one of an artist's. And so I, what I love to bring into this is like, I see it as, um, making agreements, getting consent with yourself, um, creating ritual, creating practices. You know, there are so many pieces around this. And um, as you know, and as some of you probably, you know, share this with me, um, I read a lot of personal development books. I listen to a lot of, um, well, I listen to the books. (laughs) I also uh, listen to podcasts. I love hearing about, I've been, ever since I was, I don't know, 11, okay, I've been consuming and exploring these topics around spirituality, sexuality, sacredness, personal growth, you know, self-expression, evolution, all this kind of stuff. Now, so if you're like me and you've read even a good cluster of materials like this, you will see that at some point you will hear about at the end of the day, you got to love yourself. 
I can't tell you. I wish I, I, I have highlighted or like somehow tagged in my mind so I could pull them up. <laughs> but it's like books about money, books about like, like religion, books about believing in, you know, whatever kind of God, books about yoga, books about like business, books about mindset, books about like all the different facets of this realm of exploration certainly relationships and books about relationships um, from a psychological point, like all of it. At some point, they'll talk about loving yourself or how it starts with you or how you have to have acceptance for yourself first. It will kind of get thrown in there. And I always find this so fascinating because, of course, this has been my area, my calling, if you will, for work. And, um, you know, so it catches my attention in a particular way. And I'm just like, there it is again. There it is again. Everyone is agreeing that underneath it all, this seed needs to be there. This need, this is an element that needs to be there. You know, even when we're talking about loving the world, humanizing other everyone else around us, um, talking about respecting all forms of life, plant life, we are part of that system. We are all connected, and we are, we are inseparable from it. So we're not excluded from this message of love and how important love is. But however, it is one of the places, right, where it's the easiest to not bother. It's the easiest to throw it under the bus. It's the easiest to put it on the back burner, right? So what always fascinates me when I listen to these books and it's like, oh, but you have to love yourself most of all or first or whatever, this little truth nugget. And then they'll just move on to the next chapter or the next, um, you know, module, whatever, but there's never really a pause there of like, how do you do that? What does that mean? You know, like, I love that there's like this acknowledgement and then also, well, then what? Like, if that's the really important part, if we need to do that first, if some, someone will say something like that, well, what, well, what? Like, I feel like we get left hanging a lot, don't we? And so um, self-marriage as a container is a place to explore that, is a place to find the how. It's not the how, it's the container for the how, right? It's this place where, you know, in a way it's like a system. <laughs> and I, I know I've said this, I've quoted this many times on the soft shoulder, but is it uh, David Allen who wrote uh, Getting Getting Things Done? Um, An unused system is not a system. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> favorite lines of his it's like that's great that you bought all those pretty folders but are you looking at them <laughs> that's great that you have that that paper notebook and all of these highlighters or that digital app that's supposed to solve all your problems are you checking it <laughs> are you using it because an unused system is not a system a system has to work right so in a way a system can also be a container um you know because it's like we're using it. It's got, it's got elements. It, it functions. And a marriage is something that you have to interact with and co-create uh, for this to function. It will be different for everyone. Um, you know, so like part of the system of self-marriage and that is like honoring certain dates, having certain rituals or practices, having an agreement of a way to show up, actually showing up. I think that celebration is built into marriages, um, obviously with anniversaries, um, but it's just sort of, you know, 
one of those things that we might do because we're married, even if we don't feel like it. Um, whereas we can maybe kind of wiggle out of that if uh, if we hadn't made this agreement of this container, you know. Um, so I remember when um, it was a talk show years ago, it might have been Dr. Phil and I might have been in high school because, you know, <laughs> What else was I doing in high school? <laughs> Learn reading psychology books and watching Dr. Phil um, and a lot of other things. But there was this couple in the audience. So had, um, and it may have, I don't know if it was Dr. Phil. <laughs> um, they were talking about the secret to a long marriage. Uh, they'd been married for like, you know, it was over 50 years. Everyone was applauding. It was like, wow, one of these couples that really went the test of time and important. And it's not just about making it and and clock in hours right uh, any of you who are married have been married or in relationships with other people know that that's that's not necessarily the success right so you want to be happy they were they were like both really still in it both still very much in love they were asked what the secret was for this marriage and i remember i was i was like oh i'm going to hear some kind of hokey answer that i've heard a million times and uh one of them said we just didn't fall out of love with one another at the same time. And I I was really struck by that as a young person. I'd never heard anything so honest. Um, and that idea that they would say that like to each other and also on television, that they have fallen in and out of love with one another and stayed married. And I was so interested in this. I was like, whoa, like you just fall out of love and why would you stay? And here they are, you know, and I know now thinking back to this couple and thinking about self-marriage, like I don't, I'm not in love with myself all the time, you know, um, it's not easy to love yourself all the time. And, you know, who's holding me accountable? (laughs) You know, what happens when there's like, I fall out of love with myself, but there's no spouse keeping that fire going so for me you know self-marriage has been in a way serving as that other person that other entity uh, this way of imagining that even when I fall out of love with myself I'm still being held in this relationship I'm still I still have faith in the long haul I still am committed to returning at some point So um, I just wanted to share that with you, especially in these times. I know you're going through it. I know you're celebrating and I know that you are struggling and I know that sometimes it's like they're all happening at once, you know. Um, So imagine self-love as a container and that you get to design it. Um, It doesn't have to look like it could include all those things that you know and love about traditional and popular marriages. But also I want to encourage you to think creatively. I'm going to have a whole other episode on loving like an artist and why why do we want uh, artists to love us? <laughs> why is that an exciting thing for some of us? Um, but I want you to start thinking, just open up your mind a little bit, stretch, you know, beyond the anniversaries and the Valentine's Days, you know, like what, what do you want this container How do you want this container to serve your relationship with yourself for your lifetime? Um, 
here's some things that I've come up with in terms of like um, the self-marriage as a container. It's intentional. It's intentional. That's the first one. A container is like, here is the space. <laughs> Here's the container. It's not just like a thought flo- like flopping around in the breeze. It's like, here it is. Here is what is going to hold this thing. It's a choice, right? And, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like with marriage, um, you make a declaration. You make a proposal. It's, a, it's an official thing. You're setting an intention. Will you marry me? Do I want to marry myself? And then you continue to do it again with vows, right? So it's like you can change your vows. You can adapt. It's not, you know, there's still, oh, look at my, my ribs are moving. <laughs> you can still grow and change and renew these things. But the point is that you do set intentions. And I think that's what, one of the things that really separates it from choosing to, to, to be free of a container. Um, so intentional is one thing and then related to that is protected so there's the intent of having it there's the existence of the container and then there's the protection of that container and that is you know boundaries like marriages you know we have witnesses at weddings we invite the witnesses to also help the couple stay married right like in different traditions they'll ask people to do that or talk about the community and all this kind of stuff and I know that there's roots of that that are like problematic, but <laughs> in general today, when we're looking at a married couple, there is this, uh, maybe this request of like respect for the fact that they have chosen this union, right? Um, you know, that's with other people in the community. There's an aspect of that. And there's also between the two of them, how are they going to protect what they've decided the marriage container is what belongs within that marriage what belongs outside of it you know in terms of information affection agreements all kinds of things right how much you share how much you support one another so that there's a protection around it and then celebration I think that's another one I think that building in rituals building in romance you can build in if you're married you can still build in you can renew your vows annually you can renew them every five years, you know, um, you can think about where you want that marriage to, to go. Like you celebrate the time you've passed, you celebrate the new things on the horizon. I think that that, um, for me anyway, um, a, a marriage in the container of marriage also sort of houses um, ongoing celebrations, being proud of one another, um, seeing yourselves as a team. And the last one, or no, there's not, there's two more, five. <laughs> I came up with five. The fourth one is cultivated because yes, there's a container and yes, there's protection and celebration. And there's like if a garden, there's, if, especially like that couple on whatever talk show that was, you're looking at time. When you're married to yourself, you're literally looking at your entire lifetime, right? So this means you don't just plant and go. This is something where like you are cultivating this. You are encouraging growth. You are tending over time. Um, there's a mixture of wildness and wild growth and encouraged growth, right? Um, it's not like just, yeah, there's that element of, of 
the, the growth that will happen because you are witnessing and just enjoying your lives uh, and not getting in its way. And then there's the ways in which you can just create the optimal conditions and help nurture things along in the direction that you want to go in. Um, that's something that happens in this container of marriage, right? Because if the goal is to have this container, to have it be intentional, to have it be protected, and to have things to celebrate, you're going to want to cultivate right? You're going to want to cultivate more things that will be celebration worthy. You want to tend to the, the health and the, the longevity of this decision, of this container, of this relationship. And the last one, I think I thought it was four because this last one may or may not apply to everyone. And that is sacredness. Um, there's something sacred about this container. Obviously, um, you know, marriages, that are performed are like religious, like sacraments or ceremonies, and not all of them are. And some of us get married and there's more of like a spiritual element or, um, you know, however it is that we define that. And for other people, it's not at all. Um, but I feel like if you're going to marry yourself, there's something, even if you don't call it that, <laughs> I think too, that there's some other thing that happens here where you, you know, you, you learn, it's kind of related to the, cult, uh, the cultivating, but there are things that happen. There are things that you meet in the other person, these mirrored things that arrive to be healed in a way that they can only be healed in this way, right? Like maybe you're experiencing that with someone in your life, <laughs> you're in a close relationship and now in very close quarters um, for quite a while, things come up and it's like the perfect oh my God, this person is aggravating me in exactly the way I need to be aggravated to reveal something about myself that is ready to be healed, that is ready to be evolved and understood. Um, these kinds of things come up, right? Um, and all sorts of things. I feel like there's this is a really big area to explore, but this is um, the way in which we can challenge ourselves to see um, how godly we can be, how much we believe in <laughs> practicing our beliefs around spirituality, sacredness, you know, um, I don't think it's necessary, but I think that it, I believe it's present and it's definitely a big element for me. And if it's an element for you, that is meaningful for you in your spiritual life, what an opportunity to really embrace it in this unusual and beautiful way. So these are just some of the things that um, that came up for me when I thought of self-marriage as a container. Was there something I missed? Was there something that you were thinking, oh yeah, she's totally going to talk about blah, blah, blah. And I didn't because I would really love to hear that. I really would love to know what it is for you, what came up as an obvious thing for you um, and what it would be for you. I will say this a million times, but the beautiful thing about self-marriage is that you get to make it up. So it doesn't have to be the kind of container that Danette can see in hers, and it doesn't have to be what anyone else is doing with their self-marriage. You get to decide ultimately. And that's just something that I am more and more passionate about all the time is that you are a creative person and you get to create everything in your life 
co-creating everything in your life. That does not mean controlling. That means co-creating. And, uh, and your self-marriage is a amazing opportunity to see what's possible. You know, you might end up deciding to marry yourself. And because it's just, quote unquote, just you, you'll experiment because you're not worried. It's like cooking. Okay, so I don't love cooking, but I have loved cooking some things sometimes. Um, if I have to cook for someone else, that is a shutdown. I am not interested, <laughs> or at least I'll talk about like when early, early days of me trying to cook and experimenting with cooking. I didn't want to cook for someone else because it was too much pressure. And I knew that if I made a garbage meal, like an absolute weird meal that tasted, you know, whatever, but it was edible and it was what I had, I would eat it and I wouldn't complain to myself. I would just, I would, I would be fine, but it wouldn't be something I would serve to somebody else. Right. Um, so because of that, I was able to experiment more right? I'd be like, oh, I've got this leftover thing. Um, yeah, I'll throw that in. I'll see what happens because I don't have to ask anyone, do you like cilantro and have like World War whatever breakout <laughs> over the cilantro debate, right? So like you can just decide and you can just experiment. If you're doing that within your relationship with yourself in this intentional way, this intentional, protected, celebrated, cultivated, sacred container, well, I just bet you might learn a few things. I bet you might learn a lot about yourself and about what you like and about how fun an intentional relationship can be. And of course, if you're learning all of that, whether you're single or whether you're married and you have three children, um, it's going to impact your other relationships, right? Like you're not going to be like me in the kitchen, okay? I start experimenting, let's say, for example. <laughs> By the way, anyone, like, I'm not inviting anyone over for dinner anytime soon. But, you know, you start experimenting in the kitchen and you start throwing some stuff together and you start discovering, oh my God, I love this, whatever that I just, <laughs> I really should stick to metaphors where, like, I'm familiar and affectionate with the vocabulary. But anyway, um, <laughs> you, you make something, you discover some great dish that you made that you love, that's easy to make, that's colorful, that's tasty, that's like wonderful. And then of course, you'd want to bring it to a potluck. Of course, you'd be like, okay, finally, I can make something. I'm going to share this with someone. Or, oh my God, I learned how to bake this, whatever. Now I can be the person who brings over a basket of muffins to my neighbor's house or whatever, like, because I love this stuff and it's fun and I did it, but you did it first for yourself and experimenting, right? So of course, the more creative you allow yourself to be, which I think is also a way to love yourself is to acknowledge your own creativity and have a relationship with your creativity. I mean, in a way, that's what this really is. Um, it will benefit all the other relationships in your life. And it might, if you're single and looking, it might really change the kind of partner or partners you attract next. So all this to say, I'm really excited still. Uh, as, as I'm recording this, we don't have a, uh, the applications um, are being drafted uh, for the program, The Art of Self-Marriage. I am so excited to gather with you, explore these topics with so much more depth and also with you guys, not just me on a microphone 
<laughs> but to hear from you and to create together. The Art of Self-Marriage is a year-long engagement with self-love and creativity. It is a way for you to say yes to yourself. I know you've been thinking about it and okay, I'm saying yes to myself, but now what feels so like anticlimactic? What do do I do? Do I buy a ring? Okay, but what do I do? Well, this is that container. The program is a container for your engagement, for you to practice what it's like to show up for yourself, to make space for yourself, to declare that this is the year. This is your year of engagement. We will in this course, in this program, we will be learning about ceremony and finding creative ways to create ceremony. We will be learning about writing vows and all of the things that you may want to include in a self-marriage wedding or ceremony for yourself, but that will all come at the end of the program once you've engaged, (laughs) right? Once you have been exploring and enjoying this courtship, exploring and enjoying this container, deciding what container you actually want instead of just filling out a form or following a template that we've all been raised with, how will yours be different? You might come back and have the most like, you know, all the things, all the checklists from like a bridal magazine, you might use all those things and just marry yourself using those things because you love them. What is important to me, what I wish for you is that when you do it, you do it because you know you love it and you know you're choosing it, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think everyone should be like, you know, in a, I don't know, like splatter painted bed sheets and like whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what it is, but like, there's nothing wrong with the, you know, those traditional elements. I want to open up the space for you to explore what that means to you, why you love it, you know, um, why it excites you, have it be meaningful. Meaningful comes with resonance. Um, resonance comes with romance, um, and time. Time is the ultimate container. (laughs) It will hold all of us as we explore these things intentionally, creatively. There are studio sessions. There will be art making. There will be creative writing. There will be a lot of fun things I can't wait to deliver to you uh, in this like beautiful committed year of your life, which starts summer 2021. If you are curious already and you know, like there's nothing on your webpage yet, just send me an email. Let me know. Let's talk. It's Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. And I'm very grateful as always for Allison Tarr at TechCoven.com, who will be helping us out and being a part of this journey. Um, you can check her out at AllisonTarr.com and TechCoven.com. And um, yeah, maybe you'll get to meet her if you come into this program. Um, <laughs> I say that because I love her and I feel like everyone should meet her. <laughs> so um, there you have it. Remember, please, to take good care of yourselves. Remember the container, the context. Think about what that year of engagement might be for you and uh, how fun it would be to have me as your self-marriage muse and mentor uh, leading you along the way to do it your way, 
whatever that looks like because you are someone worth loving and celebrating. It all starts with you. Thank you so much for your time. Take good care. I'll talk to you soon.